Welcome back to episode 152 of Your Best Year Starts Here. And we ended the last episode by talking about retention is revenue. And Nigel, I was saying about how, you know, it's something that I've consulted with a lot of businesses on, I've spoken about on stage a whole bunch of times. You know, so many people focus on how do I win new clients? How do I grow my business by winning new clients? But guess what? One of the most important things to grow in a business is actually keeping the clients you've already got. It's easier. It's cheaper. They already trust you. You know, it leads to word of mouth referrals, which helps you win new clients. There are so many benefits to looking after the clients you've got already. And yet so many people seem to miss that point. Um, and you said you had a bunch of stuff you want to add on this too. So why not, you know, let's just pick up the conversation from where we were. Okay. So it's, it's a very cool subject that, you know, my job when I speak is not necessarily to attract loads and loads of new clients, even though it's nice. I want my existing client to rebook me for next year's event. I want the event team who are there to recommend me to other people. And if I get two or three people who are in the audience, talk about me, buy some products, and then recommend me or book me, that's great. But what's really interesting is that certain clients and certain businesses spend their life trying to make sure their existing clients are given the same offerings as brand new clients. So you used to have the, you know, the building societies and the banks offering special interest rates for new people that were coming. So you'd have this churn rate all the time that, you know, you're offering a special bonus if you were new to join, but if you're an existing client, it didn't work. Then you have the same thing with the car insurance industry, you know, where all that was happening is you would be getting your car insurance renewal and just going to another company. Mobile phones, broadband, loads of things, right? Until four years ago, their churn rate was 50%. Yep. So you've invested all this time to get them on board. Then it comes to renewal and you don't offer them a great deal. Yeah. Energy companies, like there's so many businesses that it's like, you know, new customers only deals, right? I dropped my iPhone Mm -hmm. on the base of my metal desk. And the whole thing, not only the the screen crashed, but everything else. Instantly, I knew I had to get another phone. Yep. Instantly, I knew I needed to go back to my existing provider. But what was interesting when I got there, I wasn't a new contract signing, but the team was so phenomenal. They were able to upsell me two things I didn't really need, but I bought something very clever on the back of my iPhone. This like mini wallet Wallet thing. thing. Yep. Now, do I really need it? Not really, but it was a very cool little thing. And it's much (laughs) smaller than the wallet that I've got. I can't put as many credit cards and all the other stuff, but she was so great looking after me as an existing customer and even though there were new people who wanted to buy the same phone she spent three or four minutes longer looking after me finding out how i'd got on with the products then moved me to a team member to make sure that i understood what was going on that i thought i wonder how much time we spend with our existing clients to check in with them how they are doing Hmm. because although i get very excited when a new client calls I can promise every single person that if I was on the phone to an existing client and my PA or somebody said, there's a new person on the phone, I would return their call, not break the call, yep. to say to my existing client, I've got something new, more exciting. Because what you're really saying is... You don't yeah, matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. You used to matter, but now this is something new and shiny. Yep. 
And it's interesting that, you know, I had a commercial finance company and, you know, we do a great job for a client, but then, you know, and I specialised in nursing and residential homes. And if next door ever came up, you know, that was our guarantee to a client, we would help them buy it. You know, next door doesn't come up that often. In a lifetime, it might never come up again. So we would guarantee that if next door property ever came up, we would guarantee that we could help them fund it. Well, that meant it was an existing client wanting additional funds that we already had a relationship with. And people were amazed that I would literally put the phone down on my own kids if it was one of my existing clients that next door came up. Because what we wanted to do was to create something that said to our people, we make you matter, we care about you for a lifetime, not just for the one year or two till the renewal comes in. You matter. Now, if you're in a relationship, and I've been married for 36 years, of course you want to have new friends, and of course it's exciting to go to new restaurants. But my, my son yesterday said something very interesting. He said, you don't go out that often. It's interesting how much time you spend at home just with mum. I said, well, that's because she's my partner. And, and I, th- I mean, he's been married a couple of years. They've got a new yeah. baby. I don't know I said new baby. Babies are obviously new. Um, <laughs> um, but it was just interesting, that observation, that him saying, you, know, you don't do that. Well, I'm with the person I want to be with. Yep. And so for me, it was a, an interesting, it was an interesting idea that, if you know the return on your existing clients, not only is cheaper, better. The problem is we get new pound signs because of new business. Now, you have to have new business because some of your clients may decide to go elsewhere. But if you looked after your existing clients 5% more and they felt more loved, going back to my last week's episode, they felt more cared for and you weren't just ringing them up because it was the renewal date, you'd be amazed how much extra business you can do with your existing clients. Yeah, well, I mean, I think there's a couple of things. One is, you know, when people know I can trust you, the next thing is, what other problems do they have that you can help solve? And it may not be you directly that solves them, but who can you introduce them to that will solve a problem? You know, I was um, speaking at a a property-related event recently, um, a bunch of letting agents and estate agents, and someone was talking about mortgages, and they were saying about, you know, your database of when people buy a house has an inherent value because you have a rough idea of how long their initial mortgage terms would have been. You know when they bought the house, you know roughly when their mortgage is going to be up for renewal. You you could, in theory, subject to what's allowed with data protection law and all that kind of stuff, actually reach out to them and say, you know, hey, do you want to speak to our mortgage, our, our preferred mortgage advisor? You know, we suspect your mortgage term might be coming up now. And you're you're effectively offering someone a service that might benefit them that shows you're still thinking about them. Because if someone buys a house, how often is it until they buy another house? You know, seven years, 10 years, maybe longer. But if you can stay top of mind with them, they still might come to you again to, you know, sell the next house or to look at what you've got in terms of stock when they're trying to buy the next house, etc. And it's sometimes it's those little things that they'll benefit you because there'll be a referral fee or something. But more than anything, you keep yourself top of mind. You keep yourself, you know, relevant. You keep yourself interesting. And the other thing for me is, you know, depending on the type of business you're in, how much money do you spend to acquire a new customer? What if you spend a percentage of that on your existing customers, even if you didn't spend as much? So let's just say it's, you know, £20 or £50 or £100 or whatever to win a new customer. What if you took 20% of that and you did something for your existing customers for that amount of money? 
would that help you retain those clients longer? Because you're just doing something small that shows you care. And that's the point. But what's even more interesting is that those people who you may have cared for, so I'm not moving house, but the person who did help me buy this house and my mortgage, I've recommended them many times over the last 10 years. Exactly. And I've been in my house 30 years. Yep. So I'm a long-term client, but I've recommended the guys because they've kept in touch. They've, well, you know, when I had difficulties after my brain aneurysm and all the rest, and my mortgage guy rang say, did I need to defer any payments? Fortunately, I didn't. But the very nature of him calling me, in theory, was going to earn less money. Yep. But he cared. Yep. And so I've recommended this guy many, many times. Yep. And, so and, you're, and, and it's that same thing you were saying as well about, you know, repeat business and all of that kind of stuff you know i've I'm, i've got an event i'm speaking at on friday actually this week um you know the week we're recording this and uh, that will they've just booked me to do two more events having spoken for them for uh i was gonna say four times three times on the same day earlier this year and it wasn't supposed to be three times on the same day but because of covid restrictions their event ended up being split into multiple rooms and every session was run multiple times so i spoke three three times for them in the same day that led to such overwhelming feedback. They've gone, can you do more of our events? Which is great. And it's a really nice feeling. But what's also happened is there were people at that event that have reached out to me and gone, hey, Neil, can you help me with this? You know, and it is, it's, it's that, um, that kind of recommendational referral type, type business to me, I think is the best because it's, it's pre-qualified. It's people that know what you do. It's people that know you're the right fit for what they're trying to do. You know, you haven't got to sell yourself to somebody if they're already sold on you. You know, they're they're approaching you going, can you help us? Can you work with us? As opposed to you going out there and going, hey, I know you've never heard of me, but would you like to do business with me? You know, that's, that's a lengthy and expensive process depending on what you're trying to sell, depending on what type of business you're in. Whereas, you know, delivering an exceptional service, getting people to to talk about you and to say how great you are and to recommend you, you know, the business you get from that is, in my own experience, is worth so much more than the business you have to go out and get cold. But just imagine you had five or six other colleagues who were doing different things that joined you in that concept. Because there are certain things I just don't do. Yep. So I've got to find someone who can do something. Yep. So a client of mine was looking for certain subjects, which I don't cover, even though they came to me first, I've now recommended three other people. I'm going to be the fourth speaker. But the other three speakers are so excited that I've recommended them. The client's excited that I didn't try and fit the bill. It just wasn't my subject. Yep. So the client still loves me. The other three speakers love me. They could recommend me when they're doing other work. So what you're trying to do is to build up a network where not only can you say to your client, if I can't help you, I know a man or a woman who can so yep. you become like their fourth emergency service. So I'm often saying to my clients, before you start looking for things, let me see who I know, who I trust and love, because I wouldn't give you anyone who I wouldn't have myself. Yep. So we've just had some air conditioning put in our house, and we put it in the baby's room as well. Obviously the baby, because that's the most important person. <laughs> that's um, why you did it, isn't it? Let, let's be honest. Well, no, it was really interesting. So one of our besties does air conditioning, and I would only recommend him – one after I'd had the product myself, so I knew about it, until I see the quality of his work, and then I can recommend him. And it's phenomenal. The question is, are you recommending people who are so brilliant that you would guarantee their fee? Yeah. And we've had this conversation before. But what you've got to be doing is saying no to the good things, say yes to the great. 
looking after existing customers. And if you can't look after them, you want to be still in their mind by recommending one of your people yep. so it stays within the family. Yep. When you say you can't help, what you do is close the door. What you want to say is, can you give me half an hour? Let me see who I trust enough yep. to give your name to because I would use them myself. Well, and if you want to, if you want to be really bold, if you're turning somebody down, um, there are occasions where it can be a good idea to recommend your competitors. And again, that's a strategy I've I've shared, you know, countless times with people. If if it's the wrong client for you, but there is the potential of them becoming the right client for you, then recommend them to the people that can help them now, even if those people kind of compete with you. Because what you're doing is building trust. What you're doing is showing that actually I care more about you getting the result than I do you putting money in my pocket. And and by doing that, you know, people will come back to you. They will come back to you and talk to you again. Now, obviously, you've got to be a little bit careful about how you approach some of these things that you don't send somebody somewhere where if they service them well, they'll never, ever want to talk to you again. You know, there's, there's a balance. But I, I, I honestly think if you put the, the client's needs first and you think, how do I service those client's needs? It's not about you, you know, and if you can do it in a selfless way that it's not about you, people will see that. And even if they don't come back to you directly, they'll recommend somebody else to you. You know, these things, there's ripples and we can't always control what the ripples are, but they're always there. But I think it's much bigger than that because in, in my humble opinion, when you say to a client, I can support you and make it phenomenal for you. But if I can't, it's because I love you enough that someone else should do it. Here's a company that can support you in what they do. If people don't come back to you, there is a percentage who will never come back to you. And some of that is their stuff. They might be a new owner. But yep. your job yep. is to keep in touch just with snippets of information. So you're feeding them your name. You're sending them the stuff that will be useful for them. You're not sending them latest offers. Yep. That doesn't necessarily help them. Yep. Um, my time is nearly up, I'm afraid, because I have a, a live client this afternoon. That's, a, that's okay, because I think we're about the right time to cut off this episode anyway. Um, and who knows, before we record the next lot, we might actually be in the same postcode. We will be. We will be. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Please let us know if you are liking these episodes. Tell us if you'd like us to share any ideas about anything else. And hopefully in a couple of weeks' time, we might even have another guest speaker. Awesome. See you next week. Good. Good. Sorry, I've got to go, Neil. I feel bad.